smooth like butter, like a criminal undercover. Don't pop like trouble, breaking into your heart like that. Ah, uh, welcome everybody. Happy holidays from Pinside's favorite pinball podcaster. I'm your host, Canada. This is episode 635 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm using the new microphone. It sounds great. And what I want to talk about on this episode is Rush Pinball and what will the price be? I also want to talk about Jersey Jack Pinball. I think they're the most interesting company to think about going into 2022. Where do they price their games? They have seen the market go through the roof. And they've seen Stern titles that used to sell for $8,000 now sell for $15,000 opened, right? These are not even new in box games. And I think Jersey Jack's 2022 pricing must be something that company is discussing at the boardroom table this week. I also got a funny email from Jersey Jack Pinball saying they did a year in review podcast of Jersey Jack Pinball and they did not talk about play field issues. They also, I think this was a response to Canada. They let everybody know that their year in review podcast is free. For some reason, this show and these club episodes are somewhat annoying everybody out there. Here's the thing. I know all you haters that listen. I want you guys to do me a favor. Explain this rationale to me. You complain that I'm a narcissist who just wants attention. I then take my show to club members only, which removes it from the mass airwaves. So why are you now still complaining? It makes no sense to me. The very people who say nobody should listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast are the very gentlemen that want to consume every single episode. I love it. Now they have to pay five bucks and they're moaning and groaning like little babies. So look, we all know $5 is nothing, but you know what is not nothing? Someone is offering right now on Pinside $15,000 for a Deadpool LE. Now, this week, we finally got confirmation that Rush Pinball is coming from Stern. Now, what is that machine going to cost? It's going to have 17 Rush songs, 16 of which you've never heard of. No, I'm just kidding. But for Rush fans out there, this is a great a great thing to learn that there are going to be 17 tracks of your band or your favorite band in this pinball machine by John Borg. Okay, now I don't know what the game is yet, but I am hearing a rumor that Stern Pinball is going to raise the price of every single LE machine. Now, Godzilla was $10,500. What do you think Rush will cost? And if I'm Stern, I'm going to each of my distributors and I'm saying, okay, how many LE customers do you have that want an LE game? And then how long is your allocation list? And I bet that even at 1,000 units, there are still way more people that want every single new Stern LE than 1,000. And so Stern must be saying, okay, we could price it at 10.5 and then watch people flip these games immediately for 11.5 or 12.5 or 14.5, depending on how hot this game is. There is going to be a markup on every single game for people who missed out on the first 1,000 units. And I think Stern's probably, if I had to guess what Stern will price this game at, I think we might see this game at $11,000. I think they're going to go another $500 upstream, and they're going to keep doing this. I think a year from now, Stern LEs will be 
$12,500. And I think they will still sell every single one at that price point. Even though people will moan and groan, Stern knows that the demand for this product is hotter than it's ever been. And they also know a very fundamental fact about wealthy people. And I know this upsets some of you out there, but they know that if you have $10,000 to spend on an unnecessary toy in which you already have a boatload of, right? These aren't like, oh, this is my first pen ever. I'm going to get an LE because if it is your first pen ever, you will never be able to get on an LE list from any distributor. So they know that. They know that these gentlemen who are buying these LEs for the most part buy many LEs every year. And they know that if you have 10, you have 10.5. If you have 10.5, you have 11.5, you have 12.5. They know that they can get this thing up and up and up, and they want the money, right? They don't want scalpers and flippers to make that extra money. They are going to keep raising the prices. So I expect Rush to come in at $11,000. I do expect by the end of the year, we are going to see Stern LEs be closer to 12.5. Now, a 12 thousand five hundred dollars stern pinball machine in 2022 2023 seems crazy oh and by the way i reached out to coin taker they're already sold out of rush pinball machines nobody can get a rush le now i'm not getting one right now i know that i could probably buy this game and flip it for some money but I'm not a Rush fan. This isn't a game that I want to speculate on. I do think this game is going to sell out right away. I do think there are way more than a thousand Rush fans that are out there. This is a band that has sold 40 million albums. So even though for many of you out there, Rush is just a so-so title, it's going to sell out. It does have crossover with the pinball buying audience. This is a much better theme than Legends of Valhalla. In the real world, Rush is a much better theme than Cactus Canyon. It's a much better pinball theme than even Deadpool. I mean it. This is a much better theme than a lot of those titles, and they're going to have no problem whatsoever. The other thing that would make me feel really good about this game, other than the 17 songs, is knowing that John Borg is a huge Rush fanatic. When you get a designer that is lined up with something that he loves, that he is passionate about, you are going to get something very special. I expect this machine to have something very special, something very unique, and it will be a machine that I think Rush fans are going to be very, very fond of. Will it have crossover appeal? Will this have people who don't like Rush saying, I want to have that pinball machine? Well, that's going to come down to the features and the gameplay of the machine itself. But if you're like me, and I don't really like Rush. I don't dislike them. I just don't play their music. Their music is not part of my life. It hasn't been part of my life for 45 years, and it's not going to start being part of my life. And I don't feel like I'm missing out because I have so many bands I love. Like, I like ACDC way more than Rush. I like Metallica way more than Rush. I have Rush up with like Iron Maiden. I don't like Iron Maiden. I don't like Rush. I love Guns N' Roses. And guess what? Different strokes for different folks. Music pins sell. They sell very well. And there's a reason why, because pinball and music just go together. All right. So if you're over at Jersey Jack Pinball though, 
You know that Guns N' Roses has been a sales success. You undersold your Guns N' Roses collector's edition. They sold out right away, and they saw people trading them for eighteen dollars to $20,000 right away. Jersey Jack has seen Willy Wonka's CEs go for over sticker. They've seen the ridiculous prices of Pirates of the Caribbean collector's edition. So I want to ask all of you, if you're over at Jersey Jack Pinball and you're watching this market, right? You're watching people say, I will spend $15,000 on a Deadpool LE. And guess what the scary part is? No one even offered to sell that guy their Deadpool LE for 15K, which means it's worth even more than 15K. And I think if you're Jersey Jack, and you see all that you put into your games, you have to be saying to yourselves, look, this is the moment. This is the time in which we need to do what Canada has been saying since day one. We need to behave and act like the premium pinball company we are. We put more into each of our games. Our games are a higher level of craftsmanship. Even as I say that, I start to vomit in my mouth a little bit because of all the playfield issues. But when you put a Jersey Jack machine next to a Stern machine, everybody would agree. Which one do you think costs more? It's just that simple. If you took 99 million people and surveyed them, put Guns N' Roses next to Led Zeppelin and say, which one do you think costs more money? You would get 99.9999% of people would say the Jersey Jack machine looks like it should cost way more money. The only person that would vote for the Stern is someone named Gary Stern or George Gomez, okay? So if you're Jersey Jack, you have to be saying, Now's our time. It's not just that we put much more in than Stern does. It's the market is so hot. So where do you think Jersey Jack Pinball goes with its pricing? And are they going to start creating more FOMO? Are they going to jack up both the price and the volume of games? Now, if you're them, how do you not learn from Stern's move? They made a thousand Godzilla LEs and they raised the price and they all sold out. So I firmly expect Jersey Jack Pinball to increase the number of collector's editions of Toy Story from 500 to 1,000 units. I also expect them to do a Buzz edition and a Woody edition, 500 of each. I also expect them to do a price increase. Now, here's the part where Canada's going to say something that pisses a lot of people off. Do I think Jersey Jack Pinball should price their collector's editions at $15,000 or should they go higher? I don't think they're ever going to price it at twelve five dollars again. They would be giving it away. And we know that the cost of manufacturing has gone up. I don't think 12.5 will ever be seen again. So if you ever bought a collector's edition for 12.5 of GNR or Wonka or any other game out there, congratulations, your game's going to keep going up in value. I expect them to do it at 15. But I also, if I were in that boardroom with them, I also think they could go even higher. I really do. I think we're at a point now where people have made so much money in the real world with their real jobs and with crypto millionaires and stocks going through the roof, even though there's inflation eating away at all of our savings, it doesn't matter. The men they are going after on a global level could drop. Again, it's just the rationale. If you could drop 15K, could you drop 20K? And the market has shown us that people will 
do that. And remember, a Jersey Jack Collector's Edition comes with a topper. It comes with usually a really nice package. They give you different playfield artwork with the gold sparkle. They give you more in their collector's edition than Stern does in their LE. Jersey Jack always loads their games. Now, I think 15K is where it's going to land. And I know they could go higher, but again, you don't want to like go too high. They're not going to go to 20 grand. They're not going to go to 17.5. So Canada is predicting that Jersey Jack will price their collector's editions at $15,000. And what I want to know from each of you out there, each of you 323 club members, oh, Canada, you lost your relevance. You lost your audience. Are you still going to do this show? Oh, yeah. What am I doing right now? I love doing this show. And that's what burns the haters. I just love doing the show. I love that I've made it harder for me to win a Twippy. Are we still going to win a Twippy? I think so. Anyway, I think you're going to see a thousand of them at $15,000 each. And if it is Toy Story, it is already sold out. If you are listening to this and you are not on the list for the next Jersey Jack CE, it is probably too late unless one thing happens. Unless Jersey Jack Pinball sells this game directly. Now, will they do that again? That is the other interesting part of this. Because if they sell it directly, they will make more money on each sale but they will really burn their distributors unless they jack up the volume, right? 500 GNRCEs was not enough at all. And 1,000 Toy Story CEs, I'm going to say this, 1,000 Toy Story Collector's Editions are not enough. I think Toy Story will be Jersey Jack Pinball's greatest selling machine of all time. I think they are really excited about it. I think it's going to be a masterpiece from Pat Lawler. I think he's seen his first two titles come out and they really didn't come out and hit hard. And I think this game is going to hit hard. And I think this game is going to fire on all cylinders. It's not going to come out and be incomplete like Ultraman. Have you seen what's happening with Ultraman lately? In Ultraman with the butter cabinet, which is a $10,000 machine, cannot even sell for like $89.95. And this is just a game that is continuing to sink in confidence and sink in price. And like I said in my year in review show, I think Spooky Pinball is learning a really harsh lesson. They had seven to eight years to get this right and know what people wanted. And what they came out with, with incomplete this and incomplete that and multi boss I think Spooky completely has missed the mark with these games right now. And I also think people just don't care to see where these games go. And anyone who thinks these games are going to end up like Rick and Morty, you're fooling yourselves. There is not the demand for Ultraman and Halloween that there was for Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is a much more popular theme than both of those titles. Rick and Morty has some of the best theme integration when it comes to software ever in the history of pinball. Let me repeat that, that Rick and Morty from a theme integration is one of the greatest theme integrated pinball machines ever. You've got the founder of Rick and Morty doing the best pinball callouts ever. You got Scott Denise's light show. You got all the clips from the show that you love. You've got the voices from the actors that you love. And then you turn to Ultraman and you're like, I don't even know this show. I've never even seen this show. This doesn't even connect with me. And then you look at Halloween and there's barely any clips in it. 
People are moving away from these games so quickly. And that is it, man. This isn't Canada ragging on this. That is a game up for sale in the hottest pinball market we've ever seen. And people are losing $1,000 to $2,000 on their games already. And what does that say to the people at the end of the line like me? It means your games are going to keep going down in value. I'm sorry. I don't think this thing gets turned around. I don't. I think they underestimated the expectations of this community. And it's kind of ironic because they built up people's expectations. And then I think they delivered something that isn't even close to what people expect for $10,000. Am I wrong? Am I right? Is this still Canada's Pinball Podcast? Or are we irrelevant? Oh, man, you know, someone, someone said to me last night, they're like, Canada, you are now irrelevant. Okay, well, I do a pinball podcast. It's entertaining and I speak my mind and I don't want ads and I don't want sponsors. And how is this show now irrelevant? I think people are always going to want to hear what Canada has to say about this hobby. I look forward to talking to you about what's going on in the hobby. And I think these discussions are fun. I really do feel bad for the people that get really nasty and lob all these personal attacks. For five years, I've never made anybody listen to the show. If you enjoy this show, the barrier to entry is the cheapest thing in all of pinball, all right? Now, speaking of cheap things in pinball, have you seen these like Stern Insider Connected aprons they're selling now? Now, by the way, I hear that they can't offer it for Mandalorian right now because there's some physical part on the Mandalorian game that is interfering with the apron and how it needs to be set up for the Insider Connected mechanism. I also heard that Jersey Jack Pinball has the patent to put the QR code on the screen. That's why Stern had to do what they did with the apron. I also, when I'm looking at these things, I think they look pretty bobo. I think these aprons need to be customized and personalized for each game. I think if you buy one for Deadpool, the artwork around the QR code thing should be done by Zombie Yeti and should be Deadpool related. But maybe Stern is just going to wait for the, you know, the mod community to do that. It definitely looks pretty just like basic and, and kind of ugly. It needs to have like artwork for the game. Godzilla's got that, right? The Godzilla QR code area is all Godzilla artwork. I'm also hearing this week that Stern is shipping Elvira 40th anniversary editions to people. So if you are one of the lucky rich few who decided to spend $10,000 more than 15 grand and bought one from your distributor and you feel happy about it, congratulations. You just told Stern Pinball that the ceiling is nowhere near 15K and you're going to make it worse for all of us. No, it's a beautiful game. I walked by that Elvira 40th. It is a stunning machine. If you're getting one, I won't lie. I'm a little bit envious because it is probably the sexiest Stern pinball machine of all time, without a doubt, is at Elvira 40th. So for each and every one of you getting one, congratulations, there are only 199. I think they will always hold their value because I hear nothing but good things about this game. You know, when you think about like what kind of games does it make sense to put into your lineup, I would argue if I were going to collect games and I wanted to have the best pinball experiences on the planet, I would argue that collecting everything Lyman Sheets has done in the pinball world would be the way to go. And if you bought nothing but Lyman's games and Lyman's Stern machines, you would have a great lineup of games and nobody would argue against any of the titles in your collection. The Walking Dead, you would get ACDC, you get Metallica, you get Batman 66, you'd get Elvira. There's way more that I'm missing, but this guy, he codes games like nobody else. And when he left Stern, 
He left Stern because he was tired of Stern and he wanted to do it his way. And there was a lot of clashing going on between Stern and Lyman. It wasn't like an amicable split by any means. And he's still an independent contractor, but he will not be doing Stern games in the future. The only downside for him leaving when he left is he is a huge Rush fan. And I think everybody would have loved to have Lyman Sheets on Rush making this Rush pinball machine. And I know there's like rumors that he started the code, but no way. I mean, this game is not going to be done by Lyman Sheets. You are not going to see his work on this machine at all. He might have given some insight into how the code should work and maybe the framework of the game, but I don't think you're going to see any of Lyman's touch on this machine itself. But I also think Stern Pinball's coding department has really upped their game tremendously. I mean, we're, we're a very forgiving community, though, because when I saw the animations for Rush, they look like PlayStation 1 animations. I love in pinball when we spend all this money, we act like graphics and animations haven't evolved since like 1996. And we get these really crappy animations and then we say how amazing they are. No, they're pretty piss poor if you ask me. The best animations in all of pinball are still over at Jersey Jack Pinball. Stern's stuff is so mediocre, but it's all right. But again, it does look like animations I saw on Gateway Computers or PlayStation 1 when I look at games like Jurassic Park. Like it's not stellar, but for pinball, it works. But that owl flying around, that's in that teaser video for Rush. That's what we're going to get more of that. If that excites you, uh, I don't think you've played a video game in the last like 20 years. All right, so it's going to be a fun week. We are going to see Rush Pinball. We're going to see Stern unveil it at a virtual CES. We are going to be talking about Rush for a while. It's already sold out. It's going to be a game that I still think will divide people. But John Borg designs are not that divisive. I don't think this game, from a design standpoint, is going to really make people angry. I do think this game is going to do just fine for Stern. I think people who love Rush are going to gobble them up. And then I think we're going to move on to Venom, which is after this game. It's going to go Rush. Venom, then James Bond. I think James Bond is going to be a big one. And then I also think that Back to the Future was a code name for Rush because Rush has like a time machine element to it. And I think Back to the Future is the code name for Rush. I don't think Keith Elwin is working on Back to the Future. I think Keith Elwin is probably working on Jaws. That is my guess. I also am hoping and praying after watching one of the worst movies ever, the new Matrix film, I am hoping and praying that Jersey Jack Pinball is not making The Matrix. This franchise is beyond done. It had one good movie. If they make The Matrix, you're only going to want the Matrix original film. But the studio would make them put all four movies into the pinball machine, which would be horrible. And this last movie, I swear to God, I turned it off after 30 minutes. It's so bad. It is beyond bad. It's like they should never have made this movie. And it's like this franchise is done. And that is why I think the next Jersey Jack pinball machine after Toy Story is either going to be Eric Minier's Godfather or it's going to be Avatar. And Avatar makes way more sense. And for those of you saying, well, we already got an Avatar, but here's what's about to happen. Disney is about to make four more Avatar movies and they are coming out one after another after another. It's going to be every other year 
four new Avatar movies. And I guarantee you, James Cameron will never release a bad movie. The guy only makes hits. And they've been working on these Avatar movies for so long, I expect them to be probably the most visually spectacular. It's gonna be like an amusement ride when you see this new Avatar movie and so much of it takes place under the ocean. And I think if Jersey Jack has secured the Avatar license, it's a much hotter property to come out with now. And for all of you complaining about it, just remember Avatar 2.7 billion at the box office, okay? So tell me that it's irrelevant and there's not a big audience for Avatar. There is, and I think Jersey Jack could make an Avatar machine with that bioluminescent world and underwater elements. It could be so spectacular if JJP creates that world under glass. So we shall see. But again, just from a marketing standpoint, if they have to do all four Matrix movies or the new Avatar film, I choose the new Avatar film as the better direction to go in. We shall see. And this is why it is always exciting to see what's going to happen in the pinball world as we move forward. Everybody, thank you so much. It's enjoyable doing the show. It's like nothing's changed to me. I don't see the numbers. And the Twippies are coming up in January. I will say this. It will be amazing if Canada's Pinball Podcast can win the Twippy after doing what I did. I made it more challenging for myself doing it this way, just doing my show for the fans. Uh, but I think if you look at the numbers, if you look at the numbers, we still have a shot. We still have a shot. If I don't win, I will absolutely congratulate whoever does take it this year. Um, I'm doing something different than everybody else out there. I don't know why it's upsetting some people, but the numbers keep going up and up and up. Everybody thought when I did this, we would start to see a decline in support. And guess what I've seen over the last week? Like 25 new people join the club. And it's just going to keep going as more and more people realize that the only place on planet Earth to get the world's most entertaining pinball podcast is right here. And all that it costs a month is five bucks? Come on. And then I'm reading threads. Hey, take my 15000 for Deadpool and nobody will even sell the guy a game. Hey, I'll sell you a pinball podcast. Guess what it costs? Five bucks, pal. And you're in the best place on planet Earth for your ears. Later. Whoa.